Hello, and thank you for joining us on another From Wig Weave to Natural Hair. I am your host, Natural Keisha. And this podcast channel can be followed on Facebook and Instagram at From Wig Weave to Natural Hair and Twitter at From Wig Weave to Natural. Today we have a special guest. Yes, can you introduce yourself to our listeners, the type of business that you perform? Hi, my name is Brandy Patterson, and I am a hairstylist and owner of Integrity Salon Spa, located in Birmingham, Alabama. Great. Can you give us a little background about yourself? Yes, ma'am. I am um, and have been a salon owner for about 10 years now. Um, I've been a hairstylist for about 14 years. I have one daughter um, and I love and have a passion and a purpose. Great. So how did you get your idea or concept for that business? Um. Going into the hair industry was something that I knew as a little girl that I wanted to do. Um, so it was part of what I considered to be my destiny. I partnered with um, a guy 10 years ago and about five years ago he left. And that's when I named the salon Integrity Salon Spa. And I came up with that name, prayed about it. And um, and it was pretty much me wanting to set the standard for my business because I knew that I cared about the integrity of my guest hair and also the integrity of their time and just maintaining a business that uphold um, integrity, especially, you know, within a salon industry that sometimes, you know, we could lack in some areas. Yes. Yes. And so do you get mostly naturals or relaxed or is it even number of both for your clients? Um. Well, actually, we have both. We have natural and relaxed clients in the salon. Um, once everybody started to transit, a lot of people started to transition um, out of their relaxers. You know, the percentage may be a little bit higher as far as for my clientele um, of naturals, but I still perform services on both. And everyone in the salon still performs services with both relaxed and natural air clients. Great. What services or products do you all offer at your business? Um, well, we're pretty much, um, when it comes to hair, we we pretty much somewhat a full service. Um, we offer extensions. Um, we have one lady that um, she does a little bit of braiding, more so than myself, because I don't really braid. But um, like I said, natural hair, uh, relaxed hair, long, short um, protective styles. Um, and we also, um, retail, um, pretty much all of design essentials, retail products and some Moroccan oil products as well. Great. How do you advertise your business? For the most part, um, we do advertise via social media. Um, and I will say that it, it has been beneficial, um, in the growth of our businesses. But even before then, you know, I'm still a word of mouth kind of girl, whereas my clients are usually walking billboards and um, the referrals are coming in. We also, um, you know, we participate in different events and activities and where I am networking and continuing to spread the word for us. Great. 
as well. That's great. So I do yeah. a little bit like videography, yeah, marketing and magazine marketing as well. We do have a local magazine and I um I market with them in the magazines as well. Wow, that's outstanding there. Cause you know everybody like magazines these days. I mean, you can pull it up on internet. And then, like you said, also word of mouth and billboards. I know that also catch people's attention. And then that word of mouth, yes. like I said, you can just tell one client. And, you know, if you did right and they like the way that you treat them, you know, they're going to go and spread that word in a heartbeat that they should come to your salon. They should come and ask for Miss Brandy to get their hair done. Right. Yes, so, this is true. So as a business owner, what are your top three priorities? I, I would say that my top three priorities would be growth, effective communication, and um, time efficiency. Great. Yeah, I think those would be my top three. And those are great top threes. Are you locating your resources properly? Um, yes, I, I can say, well, I say this. I am distributing, um, you know, um, areas where I, I need help. But I do know that it could be done um, in a more effective way. But right now, until I get to a point where I feel like financially, I would like to relocate those those areas a little bit more that some areas I'm still kind of doing myself, you know, just until I get myself in a place or get the business in a, in a place to where I feel like, OK, hey, I can distribute a little bit more. But I do have help and I do distribute um, areas that that is needed um, accordingly. Yes. Yes. What differences do, you know, the service you give from the competition? Because, you know, it's a lot of beauty salons out there and a lot of them are doing this and that and that and that. So what different services do you give or your group there gives to the clients? Um. I'll say this that, you know, and it probably sounds a little cliche, but it's true about me that I really, you know, I try not to focus at all on what's competition. I just try to make sure I maintain, you know, what I what it is that I'm looking to do in my business. So um, what exactly I'm doing 100 percent different, I can't say. But what I can tell you I am doing that is working for us is um, and are those things that I mentioned earlier as far as um, time management. Um, communication skills, great customer service, and we're producing great work as well to go along with the time management and great customer service. So we, you know, we're making sure that we, we're compassionate about our services and everything that we provide for our clients. And I think um, that is a huge deal and um, retaining our clients and keeping our business afloat. And those are great ones too, because you know nowadays. Customer service has gone, this to say, downhill. You know, you can't get that decent face-to-face -face customer service like you did in the 90s. Mm -hmm. So when you do mm -hmm. 
that type of customer service. You try to stick with either that company or that representative from that company because mm-hmm. it was showing you the A1 customer service, which made you feel VIP, you know? Mm-hmm. So that is mm-hmm. a big thing. Time management is always a good thing too because, you know, hey, don't nobody want to sit nowhere half of the day. Mm-hmm. Everyone <laughs> has a busy schedule, just to say. Mm-hmm. So that's great with the time management. Yes. How much? And I'm gonna, if I if I may, just intervene with what you were saying. Um, you saying the kind of service that we received back in the '90s, and I guess that that is something that I can say that I know that is still that may be a little different because I know a lot of people have um, a very tech savvy now, and I know I need to catch up in that area. But I do know that us being communicating with the clients more, um, and them being able to speak with us a little bit more often, and being a little bit hands on with them versus everything being I mean being done. Um, online, I think that is a difference um, as well for us because we're still a little bit more interactive with them as well. Yes, and who don't like to have a seat in the stylish chair and just talk to her like y'all old high school buddies, you know, just talk about the world, talk about maybe um, the kids, <laughs> you know, so you make you feel at home also, you know, a lot of people love to feel like they're at home, like I'm trusting mm-hmm. you with my hair to do mm-hmm. the correct things that I ask with my hair and don't damage my hair, you know, it's probably already once they sit there, but they're putting pretty much their life in your hands, which is their hair, because, you know, our hair is our Appearance. You know, us females can be in the mirror for hours performing whatever type of job it is on our hair just so we can look at our best when we step yeah. outside. So, right. that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. How much power do your customers have? Um, so, in reference to as far as my in what way I guess is what I'm wondering like okay so what I mean about how much power do they have like if you don't do the correct things to their hair you know how people would give those bad reviews so it's mm-hmm. like they're the foundation. Mm-hmm. of the business because um, you want to make sure like you said earlier you want to make sure you give them that customer service so customer satisfaction mm-hmm. and then you also want to make sure you perform the duties that they want when you're here so they're like mm-hmm. the top as far as with the power because they're going to be the one to spread the word yes so definitely um if we're speaking on as far as giving them satisfactory um, services, they're definitely at the top as for, you know, with us wanting to make sure that they are leaving out of the salon satisfied. Um, I always like to tell people um, still um, their best interest is always in my hands. And, um, but I am in that case, I'm going to direct them in the path, which is going to lead them to healthy hair. 
So with that being said, there are some things that clients want and they don't need. And because I am the captain of that ship, mm-hmm. I will allow them to help me steer. But I am ultimately, you know, going to give them the best advice and what they need sometimes over what they want. But they do, when it comes to me wanting to satisfy them, coming to sit in my chair, ultimately their goal is to have healthy hair. So with that being said, I'm going to make sure that it's done by all means necessary if it is me saying no to getting color. (laughs) <laughs> or if it's me saying no to getting a service or performing a service, it's not going to be at their best interest, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. So you're going to give them that top recommendation, like this is my recommendation or my advice to you. You know, you probably don't want to do the color because you do got a little damage here and then the color might mm-hmm. every do to your hair or, hey, you have some mm-hmm. skins. I might need to on ahead and clip these ends because if you mm-hmm. keep those ends the way they are they're going to split all the way up your hair string and you don't want to mm-hmm. lose more length than you're trying to gain so I get exactly where you're coming from on that so I love mm-hmm. a stylist they can give me some advice you know tell me hey you need to stop doing this to your hair because it's reflecting in your scalp or your hair strings, you know, or stop using mm-hmm. this conditioner or this shampoo because it's too harsh for your hair. It's mm-hmm. drying out your 4C, 4B hair, and you're trying to gain this moisture. Instead, that shampoo you're using is taking away a whole lot from your hair. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I love me a good stylist. They can give me that advice. Okay. Yeah, but their satisfaction is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I was just, but just saying that their satisfaction is, of course, um, it's our number one goal to make sure that we still come to a happy median between the two. Yeah, that's correct. Exactly. You're not just going to perform something on someone's hair. And I know we all seen what, what love got to do with it when she put that perm mm-hmm. on Tina's hair and and her hair just like start falling out and they had to come in back to the show with the wigs on and stuff just to, you know, cover up what had happened. But yes, yeah, you are sure right about that. You know, making sure everybody's agreeable on this before it's performed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How much power do your suppliers have? Because I know you all have the different shampoos and conditioners in there. You know, something that you guys use all the time on Mm -hmm. your client's hair. How much power do they have? Um, I would say, you know, as far as my suppliers and my distributors, you know, we we are on one accord as far as the products that I use and however the case may be. But they are, very, I mean, a very um, important factor and um, in, in the business because they are the ones who are supplying me with the products. So, um, and, and the products that I use, like I said, which is, the, you know, our, which are Design okay. Essentials products is my main product line. Um, you know, they have been and played a very essential role into the healthy hair journeys of my clients and um, in my career, period, yeah. Yes. 
So you all are, you know, watching the ingredients because you know they got so many different ingredients on the back of that bottle of that just goes for all kinds of stuff. Just like, you know, a lot of naturals don't want the, what's that, the sulfate shampoo? Yeah. They don't mm-hmm. want that in their hair. You know, a lot of people want to mm-hmm. free on that and special carbons. Mm-hmm. And um, that's another one. I can't think of it right now, but I know it's the chemicals that they target mm-hmm. they don't want to use in their hair. So I know mm-hmm. we're watching that ingredient bottle too. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about um and which that, that's correct what you're saying. A lot of them are wanting to be make sure that it's paraben free, sulfate free, however the case may be. Um, but the good thing with the Design Essentials line that there is um, a number of products on the line, so it's something for everybody. So for those who are you know would like sulfate free, you definitely have sulfate free, paraben free, and you know mixtures of all of the natural oils and moisturizers that most naturals are looking for. So yeah. So with, with that being said, they do play a very essential role again in. Um, making sure that the health of the client's hair is where it needs to be by using, you know, the correct product. Yes, because I know a lot of us um, suffer from skin irritation. You know, some of us have it on our scalp where it's eczema or some kind of what um, scalp irritation, just to say, because a lot of mm-hmm. us yeah. a lot of perms and it might have did some discoloration on our scalp and it might have irritated our scalp to a point too so you know it's just a lot of stuff don't go with the flow it just feeds into the irritation just to say it doesn't help it but the line that you're saying I know about that line and that line is a great line so (laughs) it's a great line to use towards that just to say Um, who is your role model. Do you have a role model? Um, if we're talking about, you know, a role model outside of the, you know, business-wise and however the hair industry, I would say that my grandfather has been um, one of the major role models in my life, um, even when it comes to, even when it comes to business, down to finances and um, a lot of things. So my grandfather has been a major role model in my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is great because you fairly rarely hear someone saying something about a family member is their role model. It's always a friend of the family or someone that watched them grow up that's not relative. Mm-hmm. So that is great. I honor that to your grandfather. Must be a man because if you turn out to be that great hairstylist and you learn how to manage money. You learn how to do all these things that you're performing now in your adulthood. He did well. Let me be the first to say. Thank you. Because I have. Thank you. I have heard a lot of things, but they didn't say anything about a family member being a role model. So that's mm-hmm. great. What is the most challenging part of your budgeting for you um i would say really the consistency of it you know um just consistently keeping up with the numbers you know um and that's that's pretty much it you know because when i budget i budget 
but you know making sure that the next month I'm rolling around and just keeping the consistency of everything it it may be you know just one of the most challenging things for me mm -hmm. tell me how you organize plan and prioritize your work you know <laughs> I know um, they have to be a headache you know just to say oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, because, you know, to be honest, and a lot of people think because I am pretty structured at work, you know, um, a lot of people will assume that I'm just like this super notorious organizer and I'm not. Um, and the thing is, is that when the time comes, most of the time I'm thinking about it on Sundays and I'm actually executing on Mondays. I take the time out to organize my week um, and to do the things that need to be done around the business um, on Mondays, like I said, and pretty much pre-thinking on Sundays and how I prioritize a lot of times is I write things down and I'll say, okay, let me see what I need to get done the most. What's the most important thing to do and try to focus on that one thing because it's so hard for me to just focus on one thing. I'm always doing this, trying to do that, trying to do this, trying to do that. And I realized that, you know, when you have so much on your mind and so much on your plate, sometimes you'll mess around and you won't get anything done because you're trying to do so much. So um, I have to write things down. I have to put it on my calendar and I have to send myself a million reminders to stay organized <laughs> and to try to prioritize. Yes, keep from just stressing because you already know yes. what stressing leads up to, just to say. And not just yanking your hair out your head because, you know, it's so much to do. You know, it's a thing we have these calendars and reminders and things like that because if we was to remind ourselves of our day-to-day -day things, instead of just work, you know, other things that we have to do, oh, we will have a headache. So good thing we have a calendar or those reminders to pop up on our phone, on our computers, on our tablets to remind us of these things that we input into those devices. So right. um, the next thing is how many clients can you take before your hands hurt? Because I know I didn't see mm -hmm. braid hair, like two, three heads, and they're like, oh, I have a carpal tunnel and my fingers lock up, you know, just your hands get tired. So how do you, you know, deal with that? Um. Me personally, again, I'm not a braider, so I probably, you know, as far as um that goes, that probably is a little more strenuous on their hands than it is for me. Um, but I mean, right now with me not having a salon assistant, I may take eight clients a day. Um, when I had a salon assistant and I had a consistent salon assistant, sometimes I would see 16 people, sometimes almost 20 people a day. Um, and to be honest with you, when I had the help to do it that way, it flowed. Now, the thing is, is that, and I didn't have to work very long, long hours, you know, but with that being said, you know, um, you just kind of have to pace yourself and just have to realize that are some services that you may cannot perform back to back, um, those type of services. That's for me. If you're a braider, then that's all that you're probably doing is things like that. So for me, I just try to time and space it out 
to where I know, okay, hey, this is the load that I can take on. But some of it is just inevitable and it's going to happen over time because if you're using something and you're using it over and over and every day and this is your means of your livelihood and you're doing it six to eight, 12 hours a day sometimes, which are very long hours for those who still hours. But I mean, um, you know, you just have to know to say, hey, this is probably going to happen to me over time. But in order for me to try not to get to the point where I'm so worn down where I can't really work at all, you have to just cut the hours back and just know that you just can't do it all. Yes, yes. Share an experience you had dealing with a difficult person and how did you handle the situation, if any? Um, I have had a few. Um, not a lot, but I know of an incident where um, one particular incident where a lady, she called to schedule. She asked about prices. We gave her prices for all of the ser- for the services that she was inquiring about. And she didn't agree as to um, the prices that we were charging. And I proceeded to let her know that um, and she asked me why and, you know, kind of gave me, you know, the third degree. And I pretty much just, you know, just told her, hey, you know, this is the prices that we charge. I'm sorry that we, um, you know, can't service you at the rate that you would like. And she continued to go on and she became a little absurd and rude. And, you know, my my um, rebuttal was just, you know, maybe we're not the salon for you and I'm not the stylist for you. And um, I apologize for that. But I think that you would be better off trying to find someone that may be in your means of, you know, what you're looking for as far as the price margin. And she still proceeded to go on, you know, and then told her, hey, you know, we, we can't service you. And she told me that she still she's like, well, you know, it's no big deal. Um I'll I'll go ahead and try to make the appointment. But at that time, I just told her, you know, hey, you know, this is I don't think this is the salon for you, but I hope you find what you're looking for somewhere else. And that is a great way to handle it, because, you know, if you feed into it, it get all out of control. And that's a great Mm -hmm. thing that, you know, you still let her know that you hope she finds the price range that she wanted and, you know, probably the stylist too, you know, to do her hair. Mm -hmm. At least you didn't get all out of standards with her or get ugly with her because you know, that goes along with customer service. If we go to a store and we talk to someone about a product that we bought or the price is too high or whatever at a store, you know, you have these employees, they get nasty with So that's a very good thing that you knew how to still assist, let her know, hey, you know, these are the prices. And, you know, if this don't fit you, I hope you find something. That's great because what nobody else had, you know, said, I hope you find something or whatever at the end too. So that's very good. You, if you had a vision to start or buy this business, what three things define your vision for tomorrow? Um, uh, I guess what three things define my vision for tomorrow? I had to repeat that because I'm I'm thinking about it again because I, I, I'm trying not to say what I said earlier, but it kind of still boils down to the same thing. My vision for tomorrow is growth. Um, my vision 
for tomorrow would be to con, um, continue to grow a culture um, in an environment that continues to live up and maintain the integrity of which we are trying to hold in our business and also community. Um, yeah, I think I think those would be my three visions for tomorrow growth, culture and community. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I I see myself actually purchasing my property versus leasing. Um, being in a place where I do have uh, my instructor's license, where um, um, right now I educate with the product company, but at, you know, in about five years. To have my instructor's license where I have the option to, you know, educate at a school as well, as well as, like I said, purchasing my property versus leasing the property. Great. Top, top, top. Great. Right there. Have you ever turned down a client? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I have. And it kind of it kind of goes back to that that one what we just talked about with the lady um having an incident. Um, but I've had another incident that was pretty much similar to that. I don't have to really turn down many clients. Um, but you have you will have every now and then those who feel the need to let you know that, you know, maybe your prices are not what they want them to be. And most of the time, if I if I turn down a client, it's usually because of something like that you know, or something under that circumstance where they don't agree with what, you know, the salon prices may be. And I just, you know, and at that point it's like, okay, Hey, you know, we kind of, we just probably don't need to work together, you know? And yeah. So that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Which brand of hair extension is the best? Do you work with a lot of Um, hair? I don't. I don't work with a lot of extensions, um, but I will say that I, I can name one that I like, you know, um, and from when I do, and sometimes I will do um, sew-ins, or however, but um, Indique, I do I do like their hair. They have really nice hair. And why would you recommend them? Like, why why is that on your liking, if you don't mind me asking? Do it last longer? Um, the reason, I'm sorry? Do it last longer? Well, the reason why um, I like them, and I'm just going by experience from using the hair, um, the feel of the hair, the grade of the hair, and the longevity of the hair as well. Um, we have I haven't really experienced a whole lot of shedding um, or any of that. But again, I don't do a whole lot of extensions. So me, um, with the products that I have used, that would be one of my top um, extension lines. Okay. Do you know when to remove hair extensions or you wouldn't know anything about that either? Well, I would know something about it because I do, I do extensions again, but I'm not, I'm not a person that do extensions on a day-to-day, everyday basis. I have clients that come in to get um, sew-ins or however, that's the majority of my extensions. And I may get some, um, what we call um, bonded extensions, quick weaves or however, every now and then. So with that being said, my recommendation for my guest 
would be between six to eight weeks. And most of my guests are coming in and I'm servicing them throughout um, the duration that they have their extensions in. So that's my recommendation. Okay. Do you have a page where our listeners can follow you and your hairstyles that you perform? Maybe even come and drop down on you or as they say, pull up and get their hair fixed? <laughs> um, yeah, they can find me on Instagram at bstyle85. That's more of my personal page. Um, Integrity Salon Spa Beham is the business page. And um, I also have a brand that's set the standard and that's on Instagram as well. Um, and that's a part of my brand, a part of me as well. And it's an apparel brand and it's something that I usually do on um, some Sundays where I do videos as well. On Facebook, the same. It's Brandy Patterson, Integrity Salon Spa, and it's at the Standard Apparel on Facebook. Okay. Do you have anything else that you would like for the listeners to know? Any upcoming um, things that you're trying to learn how to perform on the hair or products that you want to probably get out there? Anything? Um, not really. You know, I have a couple classes that I'll be, I have coming up. The dates haven't been set for sure. Um, but I do have one that I usually, um, that I did last year was just silk press one-on-one. I do plan to, um, have another silk press class. I also usually have a, um, and this year will be our fourth annual event for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We do an event called Cut for the Cure, which is a, um, a cut party, a haircutting party where hairstylists come together and we cut hair um, and we um, donate part of the proceeds to families who have been affected by breast cancer. So that's usually always in October as well. The dates haven't been set, but we usually set them from around the first or second weekend in October um, of each year. And again, this will be our fourth annual um, Cut for the Cure that will be coming up then. Okay, great. So I'm going to read the motivation of the day. Beauty is hitting in everything. Just learn how to observe. And again, this podcast channel can be followed on Facebook, Instagram at From Wig Weave to Natural Hair, and Twitter at From Wig Weave to Natural. I thank you so much, Miss Brandy, for joining me today to speak to the listeners so we can get more information on the salon and the type of hairstyle you perform. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. And I hope you come back to drop the word for us so we can get it spread it out there. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.